Psalm 78 focuses on passing on God's word to the next generation. Passing on God's word to the next generation. Because obedience brings blessing and disobedience brings curses, the psalmist challenges the next generation to obey God's law and not forget God's work. And that is what we find in God's word, his law and his works. According to Ephesians 6 and verse 4, there is a responsibility of the older generation to train the younger generation in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Throughout the Old Testament, there's continual admonishments and exhortations to teach the faith to those who come behind you. Proverbs, the entire book is instruction from a father or a mother to their son, as we see in Proverbs 1.8. And after the first great commandment to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7 continues and says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. We have a responsibility to pass on biblical truth to our children. And by the way, that term children there doesn't mean that when they reach a certain age, you're no longer responsible for teaching and training them in God's law and God's work. So long as they're always your child and you're always their parent, you have a responsibility to teach and train them. The teaching, the training may change, but the responsibility does not. Now, as we go through Psalm 78, we're going to divide this psalm up uh, over uh, at least two, if not three, uh, devotionals. And so today we're going to look at verses one through four and verses five through eight. We're going to consider the call to pass on God's word to the next generation. And then we're going to look at the command to pass on God's word to the next generation. And then the next time together, we'll continue uh, with verse 9, and we'll begin to go through a series of examples on passing on God's word to the next generation. Now, let's begin with the call to pass on God's word to the next generation. Verse 1 through 4, it says, Listen, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children, but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. So verse one begins with a call. Listen, incline your ears. Notice the parallelism there. The people of God are to listen, incline their ears to what? To the instruction, to the words of my mouth. In other words, we're to hear an oral recitation. And the recitation is from what? My instruction. Now, it's interesting. The word instruction in the Hebrew is the word Torah. And the word Torah means instruction or law. And so when we think of God's law, God's law isn't just a list of do's and don'ts. It's an instruction. It's an instruction manual that instructs us who God is. It instructs us what God's like. We see the entire character of God from his holiness to his grace and mercy on display in his law. 
And so we're to listen to what the word has to say. The psalmist says, he goes on, I will open my mouth in a parable and dark sayings of old. Now again, parables are interesting because again, it's a play on the term instruction. But the instruction is given in a parabolic form. And when we think of a parable, we think of a heavenly lesson taught from an earthly reality or an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And the dark sayings, these dark sayings would be Proverbs. Uh, Literally, the term is riddle, but uh, this would be a reference to the Proverbs. And so there's a responsibility as we uh, teach God's word that we teach it in orally to our children, that we teach it in parable form. That is, we find ways of applying the truths of Scripture in real-world situations. And that we also go to the and teach the Proverbs. I mean, the Proverbs are practical wisdom. And there's probably no greater wisdom in Proverbs than the verse that says, tells us to train up a child in the way they should go. And when it is when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, that, that is a clear statement from God's word. Uh, you train up a child, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, Israel does not value modern scholarship, okay? So when we're reading this uh, statement here, uh, notice it's which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. You see, modern scholarship is constantly looking for a fresh contribution to human knowledge, and that's fine and good, nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to the Word of God, we don't need a fresh contribution. God has given us in His Word everything needed for faith and practice. And the instruction in God's Word stands upon a chain of tradition. We have heard and known. In other words, the generation that's con- that should be training, the generation that should be instructing, previously was instructed. Previously, they had heard, which means the previous generation had orally recited God's word to them. They had been taught. And who did they hear from? Our fathers. Our fathers. The previous generation has made known to us uh, that that we've experienced it from what they have told us. And now we will not conceal it from our children. Folks, you have a responsibility as you have heard God's word to pass on what you have heard, to pass on what you have learned to the next generation. It's incumbent that this chain be not broken. We will not conceal it, but we will tell it to the generation to come. And what are we to declare to them? The praises of the Lord. We're to declare his strength. We're to declare his wondrous works that he has done. In other words, everything that the Bible has to say about who God is and what he has done, everything that the Bible reveals to us about God in the past, the present, and the future, everything that the Bible tells us about how to live and what to expect, all of that is to be passed on. Now, praise is our reaction to what God has done. 
and it's typically evoked by some type of revelation of God's strength or his wonderful works, his miracles. And so when we see what God has done, there is a responsibility to declare that to the next generation. And so this instruction is from God's word, but it also goes beyond God's word in that we are to be instructing them. Hey, listen, you know, this was an answer to prayer. We prayed for this and look how God intervened. Look what God did. The work of God, the words of God, all lead to the worship of God. When people don't have a desire to worship, It's because there's been a lack of instruction in the word and works of God. The longer someone is away from the works and word of God, the less and less they will desire to worship God. Now let's look at the the command in verses five through eight. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart. Now, what is the authority for the psalmist teaching here? We see right in verse 5, which he commanded. Now, God established a testimony in Jacob, okay? Uh, you know, we think of Jacob, we're talking about the, the man who became Israel, whose name was changed to Israel. He fathered 12 children, 12 sons, and uh, of course, other daughters as well, but 12 sons, and those sons went on to uh, form the tribes of Israel, And uh, God established a testimony. Uh, What was his testimony? It was the truth of who he is and what he's done. He appointed a law in Israel. Uh, Again, God revealed his law. They saw his works. They heard his law. And what did they do? He commanded the fathers, he commanded the previous generation to teach the testimonies, to teach the law to their children. It is a command. We're not, only, we're not only calling the next generation to hear and heed God's word and works, but now there's the command incumbent upon us to teach that next generation, to tell them, to declare to them his testimony, his law. Again, the law come, came from God and it was given to the fathers and it was then to be passed on to their children and this is to be repeated over and over and over again until God calls us home. And as that is done, and that's what training is, training involves the oral recitation, the teaching of God's word and works, his law, his testimony to our children. And in turn, well, guess what? They will know, they will experience and set up the law. They will not forget the works of God. Notice that generation to come, even the children yet to be born. There's a responsibility to the generation that has not even been born yet. The idea is there's never going to be a time when we stop 
training. There's never going to be a time when we stop teaching our children. I mean, the manner, the method, the means by which we do that may change and has to adapt to the age, but there's always a responsibility incumbent upon us to continue pointing them to the scripture, telling them, thus says the Lord, this is what God would expect. And, you know, that that's our responsibility. And if we want to claim that promise, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Again, we can only hope in that to the degree that we have properly trained them. Now, there is a purpose for this teaching. In verse 7, it's stated positively, and in verse 8, it is stated negatively. The positive aspect of teaching God's word and works is this. It creates confidence in God. It creates hope in God. You know, as we teach the scriptures, people see that God is a God of promise. He keeps his covenants. He keeps his word. He redeems his people. And so that engenders hope. It encourages hope. But second, it also reminds us of his works or his saving deeds. We see, we're reminded of how God protected Israel and never forgot them. And then when we, when we see that God keeps his covenant, when we see that God redeems his people, it's going to lead our children to obedience. But again, where training ceases, where there's a lack of teaching God's word and works, there's not only a lack of worship, there's going to be a lack of obedience. Consequently, Israel keeps God's commandments. But look at the negative in verse 8. The instruction comes as a warning. The reason we're teaching this to our children, the reason we're, we're, we're communicating God's word and works is so they won't be like their fathers. Now, their fathers here refers to a generation, a previous generation. And all of us can look back at a previous generation, whether uh, one generation, two generations, three generations, whatever it may be. But there's some generation we look back to that was a stubborn generation, a rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not fixed on God, a generation whose spirit was not faithful or steadfast to God. And so we don't want our children, we don't want that next generation to repeat the sins of that previous generation. The only way to root out stubbornness, the only way to root out rebellion, is to train up a child in the way they should go. That's your responsibility. Now, yes, I understand children are going to come to a place where they're going to make their decisions. But make sure that you as the parent or the grandparent, the adult, the individual who has that responsibility of patience, make sure that you never stop training, regardless of their decisions. So long as you strive to train them biblically, you know that when they're old, yeah, there may come a period where they rebel. There may be a period where they walk away. But if you properly train them, they will, when they're old, come back. But the question that we must ask, especially if our children or grandchildren, etc., are rebelling, we have to examine ourselves and say, did I properly train them? Did I properly communicate God's word and works? Am I communicating God's word and work? 
And it's not just a case of, well, yeah, I, I took him to church, or yeah, I, I, I put him in, in, in a Christian school, or oh, I, I did that. No, what did you convey to them about God's word? Did you live God's word in your life? Did you actively engage in conversations about God's word? when you're sitting around the table, when you're out getting a coffee, when you're getting ice cream or whatever, where there was those opportunities of that one-on-one instruction, what, what was your conversation about? Well, my child doesn't like it when I talk about that. Again, that doesn't matter whether your child likes it or not. Your responsibility as a parent is to parent. Your responsibility as a grandparent is to be a grandparent, okay? You're still setting the example. You're still communicating the truth. We don't want our children to be rebellious or stubborn. We want their hearts right. We want their spirits faithful to God. Again, then we have a responsibility. If we want them to hear the call, then we have to be willing and ready to obey the command. We'll continue our study next time. We'll begin in verse 9 and begin looking at examples from verse 9 all the way down through verse 72 over the next several devotions, looking at examples of teaching and training the next generation. So friends, as we close this out, let's pass on, let's commit ourselves to pass on God's word to the next generation. Heed the call, obey the command. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we come before your presence uh, with joy, with thanksgiving, for all you have done, for who you are. And Father, we come because uh, our great high priest has made it possible for us to come into your presence. He's continuously interceding for us. And Father, I thank you for that intercession because uh, we we confess that that, that we're not perfect. Uh, We fail, we fall short. Uh, And in spite of ourselves, Father, you continue to hear from us. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, uh, we can uh, bring our petitions to you and uh, we, we can cry out and say, Lord, help us. Uh, we need you to lead us. We need you to guide us. We need you to help us in passing on your word to the next generation, your works to the next generation. Uh, Father, it's, it's easy just to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the rat race of life. It's easy to get caught up in, you know, farming it out to this person or that person or this institution or that institution. But the reality is at the end of the day, it is the responsibility of parents to teach, to train the next generation. And so, Father, I pray that you'd help us. Whether it's our physical children or our spiritual children, Father, give us the wherewithal, give us the ability, the strength to teach and train uh, Father, uh, may we examine ourselves, and Lord, if we see areas where we have failed, that Father, you would forgive us, that Lord, we, we would be open and honest and, uh, and confess that failure, uh, even if it means telling our children, hey, listen, we didn't uh, train you the way we should. I, I didn't teach you what I should have taught you. But Father, past mistakes don't stop us from the present reality that we must heed the call and, and obey the command. And so, Father, forgive us for the past, but, Lord, lead us to the future uh, for the coming generations, uh, the generations that are not even born yet, but that, Father, we might have the responsibility when they come along uh, to pass on what we have seen and what we have heard. And so, Lord, I I, I pray, Father, 
uh, for grandparents, for parents, father, who have children who are uh, stubborn, rebellious, uh, not, uh, uh, not faithful to the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them to continue to train. Claiming what Proverbs has said, that if they will train up a child in the way they should go, that when they're old, they will not depart, Father. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that you would uphold them, uplift them. Father, for those parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, mentors, whoever, who are doing that job, continue to encourage them not to give up, even when it seems difficult. And for these things, Lord, we want to commit to you and ask that, Father, you would keep us from ourselves, keep us from the evil one, and may you get all the praise, may you get all the glory, and may your kingdom come. And we pray this and say, amen.